Hello everyone, welcome to the CXO Science Dialogue. The COVID-19 crisis has significantly accelerated the shift to digital and has fundamentally shaken up the business landscape. But cutting through the chaos is adaptive, agile and resilient leadership. To shed light on what the leaders should do to stay in front of this crisis, on today's CXO Science Dialogue, we have an impact leader whose voice is valued on global platforms like World Economic Forum, CII, FICI, and United Nations. She's known for her pedigree, passion, and persistence. She has shattered many stereotypes and achieved many heights in the last 25 years of her career that only a few in the industry can dare to dream. She has held executive positions across multinational conglomerates like Mahindra Group and the Tata Group. While it can take me hours to walk you through her achievements, I do want to share that she's an alumnus and board member of IIM Lucknow, premier management institute based out of India. She's a proud mother of a 21-year-old daughter and lives in Mumbai. And Ain't No Mountain High Enough has been her leadership mantra. So without much ado, please join me in welcoming Sangeeta Prasad. Thank you, Meenu. Uh, it's my pleasure in this new world to interact with you. It's always good to see each other, but that's the new world. Absolutely. Absolutely, Sangeeta. So on that note, Sangeeta, um, I think we are all curious. Um, we are all, uh, you know, so wanting to understand what has been your journey. It's a journey, you know, if you look at it, the last six months have been a more packed journey than the last so many years I have lived my life. And that's how life is. You know, sometimes it uh, you plan things and they come up with something which is totally beyond your control. And that's what the last few months have been. But let me step back and recall my early days. Uh, and I must say, as everyone knows, that childhood is the best part of one's life. And I started my childhood in a place called Calcutta, now called Kolkata. I hate calling it Kolkata. Um, and it was wonderful. And I think the seeds of who I am today were sown very early in my life in Calcutta. So it was about not only my family, which set me with the right values. It was about a neighborhood. It was about a community. So um, some of you who would know the city would know that it was a city which had a sense, huge sense of belonging for the community. So I was mostly spending time with all my neighbors and trying to learn different ways of how to lead life. And I think diversity and inclusivity cannot be better taught than those neighborhood johns, those sitting with different families, whether nuclear or joint, whether from this part of the country to that part of the country, whether gender, whether age. So everything I learned it very early in life. And my greatest motivation was the food which I got, the diversity of food which I, as I entered different neighborhoods. So that was my first redeeming part of my journey. The second was, we also got an opportunity to set up things, organize things. And in my area, uh, in Kolkata, my brother and I set up what is called the recreational society of our uh, area. And believe it me, no, the summers were spent in organizing debates, essay competitions, dumb charades, and there we learned resourcefulness. The resourcefulness of 
uh, with less doing more. So we would go and knock at the neighbor's house and say, can you give your living room today evening? Because we want to organize dumb charades in your living room. We don't have place to take a hall or anything. And that's the second thing I remember in my childhood was a redeeming part. The part of planning and planning resourcefully and frugally and for joy. I think these are my redeeming childhood journey and then parallelly you must be thinking did she ever study or she was only doing funny things and neighborhood things and yes parallelly there was education. So what I'm trying to say is education is a mix of is an integration of all things which you do it is education formal education is just one part of it and as you can see I remember the other part more vividly than the education part. So I'll step on to one more thing. My formal education after I did my class 10 was all about science and engineering and luckily my parents both were from the humanities. So what a wonderful uh, situation. At home you are learning the humanities, at formal education you are learning the sciences and I think that has also shaped me to who I am today. And then on to work, and I'll talk about it a little later, Tata Steel and Mahindra's, two of the most respected brands. And I have been fortunate to have had a very, very nice and fruitful and enriching learning during those 27 odd years, which I've spent with both of them. <laughs> Something I thought, let me share with you more, the non-work uh, learning of journeys. Right, right. And uh, Sangeeta, you brought back so many childhood memories for me as well. I was also born and brought up in Kolkata. But clearly, you know, I can see the seeds of the leadership uh, that you're living today was sown very early in your life. You know, lead, you know, leadership quality like living in diversity, being resourcefulness and, and learning, you know, diverse learning of you know, humanities and engineering. I think it was it was a very, very rich childhood. Um, so, you know, fast forward from childhood to where we are today, Sangeeta, right? I think all of us are in that scenario today where we are trying to figure out uh, what's the next normal. So from your vantage point, right, um, what do you think is the next normal? So as I said in the early part of my discussion, uh, the last five to six months is packed in its store a lot more than what we have all learned in the last few decades of our lives. So this journey has been uh, intense and it has actually brought back. So it's very paradoxical, Minu. At one end, we are saying the next normal, the new normal, new skills, new, new capabilities. But as I step back, I think it is a mix of some of the universal classical strengths of human humanity coupled with agility for facing the new normal. And let me elaborate. So I was going, I'll go back to the three things I spoke about. Diversity and inclusivity of thought, of people, of ideas will never go out of fashion, whichever normal we are living. And even if it is super normal or abnormal or whatever it is, or anti-normal. So that will continue to be a leading light in the new normal because if there is diversity, if there is collision of thoughts, if there is collision of ideas and they provoke us to 
prepare ourselves for the new normal that's a great quality to continue with second is resourcefulness as you are realizing today when you and i are speaking we are just being resourceful in connecting with both of us we had never imagined that this is the way we would talk to each other freely and fruitfully so resourcefulness continues and the third one which i said was of continuous learning and that will also continue what are the new things which so keeping those as the bedrock i don't think they will ever get out of fashion in the next normal or the new normal or whatever normal you tell it to be is the courage and i think it's very important to bring in courage to face first of all as a leader because when one is a leader one continues not only to think of oneself individually but about the team and the larger community and society so what is the value what is the trait we are exhibiting and therefore i think courage and empathy are the two things which become eminently useful and effective qualities for a leader and on the other side the agility to use and adapt and i think humanity over centuries has shown adaptability is a universal quality and along with it agility these are the things i see the next normal bringing in all of us and it is up to us we have it all in us how do we apply it into day to day situations to face the world and to face the people and the society at large that's that's uh, that's indeed very insightful sangeeta and uh, i couldn't agree with you more that agility and humanity will go hand in hand right um so you know while we're all grappling with the next normal and all of us in our in our own micro universe right are trying to be a good leader whether we are a leader at home or at work or in society or in community or whichever you know peg of life we are right Sangeeta, what would be your top three pieces of advice to global leaders, especially in the given scenario? So, Minu, as I was speaking to you about courage, empathy, and responsibility being the traits of leaders who can take us to the new normal and thrive as well, but there are certain functional things which we must look at as global leaders as we move forward. The first one I would say is financial resilience. You know if. you want to thrive before you thrive you must survive and survive with strength so therefore a leader has to see that along with his or her team that there is enough critical mass and there is strategic thinking on how to conserve cash how to see spends are done so lucratively as well as wisely so that's one part of it the second part is the people resilience much as we do things if we don't have the people resilience of our employees having strong communication having transparency and fairness that's what is the second quality which will not only make us survive but thrive and the third which is a larger thing both of these were internal is the stakeholder resilience and what do i mean by that the stakeholders are customers vendors investors and community so again communication looking at business practices business models you know everyone is talking about technology to tide through the through this journey and i believe we are being narrow focused and straight jacketed when we just say technology and sales and customer acquisition technology has to emanate from the new business model which will serve our future stakeholder stakeholder interests and that's why i'm saying when we speak digitization we speak technology please step back and look at the business model 
what does the business model do to your stakeholders does it serve them in the new normal and then go from the current to the new technology it's not about converting hard copy to soft soft copy it is about not only tweaking uh, from hard to soft it is about redefining refining and then redeploying the new ways of doing things and i think if we do these three along with our traits we are good to go thank you meen wow such a beautiful thought uh, sangeeta and uh, uh, if i hear you loud and clear you are saying resilience is the need of the hour for a global leader today right across all walks of life i think that's beautiful while you know a lot of us are talking about you know how the global leaders are going to address the crisis today and grapple with the current time if you have to go back in time machine and give advice to a 25 year old sangeeta what would be your advice oh i would love to go back first of all to the my the 25 i would like to go back to the 15 year old sangeeta you have been very unfair to me menu uh, so but you you are i will go with you and I'm, if i go back uh, when i was 25 the first thing i would say and i'm confessing i think first time in public uh, sangeeta you have to be aware that you have to first think of yourself i have always been very very unfair to myself as an individual so this is a personal thing i am sharing with you meno and i have realized in these last few months that i have not i've always thought about others i've always thought about uh, doing things and maybe kept myself at the back end and i don't mean it back end in terms of learning or in terms of education or in terms of contribution but me as an individual who i am and how do i need to pamper myself maybe the way i have been brought up uh, i've been pampered by my parents so i think i need to pamper others so that's the first thing the second thing is uh, learning that you know when i was young i would be very worried about Uh, not and that's not 25 when i was maybe 15 i'll share another confession with you you're getting a lot of nuggets of secrets from my life so i used to do very well in my education and one of my bane was drawing and i went into engineering and i was getting a plus in everything and there i got a c minus in drawing i just couldn't reconcile it and i was so unhappy with myself that i came back and i remember my father telling me it's a genetic trait i was also very weak in drawing it's okay to be weak in something sangeeta don't worry about it so the one thing i will say to my 25 or my 15 year old is life is imperfect and you will excel in something and you will fail in something the earlier we as youngsters know about it the better and that's why i worry when i see these reality shows menu they really kill the person because early success is always a great great adverse situation as long as we don't teach the child or the young that it's okay to be successful and at times it's okay to fail well thank you so much sangeeta that was so cathartic and it was so nice of you to be candid um and really honest about the advice that you would give to yourself and uh, yes i completely take the blame i should have actually asked you the advice for 15 year old as well so um but today where we stand sangeeta you know while um when we were growing up right the exposure the stress um the the peer pressure was so much so much less right 
today when we see the youngsters the 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 pressure to succeed or um the pressure of handling failures is so high what's your advice to young leaders on managing the highs and lows of career which are part of life you know you cannot succeed all the time and you cannot fail all the time me no that's a difficult question i uh, i if the way i see it uh highs and lows as i mentioned earlier life uh, to uh, is imperfect it is always when we are getting a high it is like a sinusoidal curve so first of all i think it is important even in and i, I as i'm reaching out to people here this is more a suggestion for us as parents rather than us as individuals who are managing life as parents as teachers as guides it's important and as senior leaders and leaders at all levels it's important to share and counsel and guide our people our sons and daughters our students our colleagues that there will be time where we will not have success we all have had it and i think that's where communication comes in me know we in our different roles need to communicate more and more with our stakeholders and share with them our experiences one and if there is a failure uh, what happens most of us feel uncomfortable about seeking help you know me know i am feeling sad today can i spend some time with you and so having a few people you can go to and can bear yourselves out is a difficult one and choosing wisely in this ultra competitive world is very important but we all have some people who we can go to what happens to us is we feel uncomfortable unconfident if i share my vulnerabilities will people uh, think lowly of me i can tell you and i can assure you as a leader i have got more respect when i have gone and told people why you know i am confident of this this is one thing i am not very good at can you help me i have seen people warm up to you as and show you more respect because they see that you are capable and able to share your vulnerabilities and you have no insecurity so for uh, people who are working this is one thing to find out identify certain people with whom they can share for youngsters i think it is very important we as parents and teachers develop that confidence it is usually us who are actually pushing our children to do things which they don't want to do and these are the two pieces of thing which come in handy so having more and more communication having more and more guidance in fact every other day my daughter teaches me something she is much more tech savvy than i am so you know calling her and saying you know i don't know this and let her also have the confidence to tell you mummy you are weak in this and take it with grace and that's where the relationships and the confidence builds in i hate to ask this question but the reality demands a perspective whether we like it or not the glass ceiling does exist so what has been your experiences as a woman leader sangeeta and what should leaders be doing to bridge the gap so first of all i think what has happened during my childhood years itself we i was lucky to be in a family where we were all treated equally my elder brother and i so we were constantly in a very nice way competing with each other or i was looking up to my elder brother so i never felt the pressure of being a girl i felt the pressure of course 
of being my brother's younger sister and could be younger si- sibling so that's i think a great advantage point with which i started so yes while i was doing my journey i never consciously realized that i was doing a journey where i had to walk a little more or run a little more because i had taken it in my stride and i would advise all young leaders whether women or men to take it in their stride and do what it takes to go to the journey and reach the destination but the journey is the more exciting part nonetheless as i have gone along this journey i have realized that still there is a lack of equality and we need more and more inclusivity not only for the women but for many other aspects whether it is thought whether it is race whether it is demographics and that's where i think the collaboration of men women and all comes in because it is not possible for leaders to go ahead and do their stuff if the ecosystem around is not inclusive so i would never go and push only for women empowerment training programs or women this and women that i would push for inclusivity programs sensitivity and sensitization and that's when i think we as leaders will thrive and the second thing this is a specific message for the women out there apart from the great unique quality or capability we have which is of being a mother and that no one can take it from us we should also play games equally we should not expect apart from this biological thing where we will need support where we will need resilience from all of us around us apart from that we should not expect that policies like work from home and flexi or anything like that should be unique to us the more we want to create a uniqueness the more we are actually getting us out of the mainstream please be in the mainstream work towards the mainstream and if that means as early early movers some extra miles so be it i couldn't agree with you more sangeeta sangeeta now that i have you on call i wanted to ask you a couple more question puchu kya na puch lo so what are the what are the key traits okay what are the critical traits that you see in a leader when you're hiring that's a good one because much as we have our leadership competency manuals and all and we surely go through that so it depends on uh, me no which level of leader i am hiring first of all i look at something which is is that person having the aspects of zeal enthusiasm energy in what he or she does is the person being honest when they are answering because sometimes you know people don't understand they think they can cover it up but by multiple questions and by flanking strategy you can find out after experience that the person is consistent or not because consistency and reliability in a leader are key traits which i look for and then of course if i'm looking for a specialist role i surely ask a lot of questions on that special function give real time real life examples and see how they are solving and i always evaluate for temperament and technicality together because i think however good you are whether it is in sports in politics in corporate if one doesn't complement the other i don't think we make a good leader that's a fantastic um, input uh, sangeeta and i can tell you that we as leaders as science would definitely like to apply it we have great frameworks and processes and policies but these are great leadership insights i have one more question for you sangeeta you know today there is a huge generalist or specialist gap 
or rather let me put it this way when we look at any any organization sangeeta today there is a generation gap between the guy or the girl who is the youngest in the organization versus who is sitting at the at the top right how do you bridge that gap as a leader that's one question i wanted to ask you sangeeta you know how it is right the the young generation is looking at gig economy sab kuch fast chahiye immediate chahiye instant chahiye you know on the other end of the spectrum are are the old the old fashioned traditional who are still looking at longevity etc you know how do you how do you tackle that balance as a as a leader me you know i always believe that the moment we make our approach towards life binary uh towards being singular i know in the technology world singularity is gaining credence but i am now talking about the leadership world the more we see you versus me the more we see one zero that's where learning stops and learning stops at all levels so i as a leader what i have gained is first thing is at home so i have a 21 year old and believe you me i think every day i must confess i learn more than she learns from me because she's there she knows what's happening around she has mastered many more modes of learning than i have and the first thing therefore a leader who is older and who has as you call a traditionalist should be able to open her mind and heart and be in the absorption observation mode that's the first thing a leader should have and i would give the same message to the young one also and that's where the complementarity comes in as i gave my example of my daughter i will give you examples of some of the young kids we have in in our leadership journey spending time with them understanding their mind they also have similar universal fundamental desires to be good to be successful to be happy nothing no generation gap there but it is the means and the vehicles which are different and i therefore believe the only way you can do it is the straightforward way spending time with each other and that's where i think the reverse mentoring has come in but the qualities required are very basic qualities of being open in mind being able to absorb and observe and being humble enough to realize yes i know less this is what i can learn and as you start trusting and respecting each other both learn and both gain by it wow that's 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 really insightful sangeeta i couldn't uh, i can completely relate to it you know sometimes unlearning and relearning is so much more important um i think we have talked a lot about you know heavy subjects now sangeeta and uh, let me just lighten the mood here a little bit and uh, while i know you personally uh, there are still you know secrets that i still want to spell out on this podcast so sagitha what are you going to shop for the first thing after the lockdown is over and you are asked or you are free to splurge i will shop for travel i would love to go out and see the world there are certain things in my bucket list and uh, that's pending i would have otherwise gone for a holiday this summer So that's my first thing it's shopping for going around. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. So Sagita, while we talked a lot about uh, the advice to the global leader, advice to women leaders and what's the next normal going to look like. If you have to give one mantra, right, to to all the leaders irrespective of where they are in their journey, irrespective of their 
genders and demographics and persona, etc. What would be that one piece of advice that they should carry with themselves? I would surely tell all of us, be true to yourself. Because if we are true to ourselves, then we can be true to others. Because most of the time, we, we think we are trying to be good to others without even realizing what we are doing and how we are shaping the world around us. So my simple advice is be true to yourself. At the end of the day, are you sleeping free? Are you sleeping well? Wow. Thanks so much, Sangeeta, for the life lesson. And uh, um, I don't think this conversation can be over with a, with a quick uh, rapid fire. So I have a set of surprise five quiz questions for you. Let's see how you fare, okay? And you'll not get too much time to think about it. So I think that's that's where I will discover the spontaneous Sangeeta that I know of. <laughs> so Sangeeta, what's your favorite show? We, uh, this is us. Um, who's your favorite leader? Rani, Jhansi ki Rani. What's your favorite book? Tagore's Charulata, Nashtanir. It's a novel. What's your favorite place to go to? As you said, you want to you know, travel. So what will be your favorite place to go to after lockdown is over? Rome. If you were the last person stranded on earth, right, where would you want to be stranded? At home. What's one quality of a person you cannot stand? Deception. Give me one word who's Sangeeta. True. Fantastic. You score 10 on 10 on this quiz, Sangeeta. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, so, uh, Minu, thank you so much for reaching out to me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you personally, but today's conversation was a little different. And uh, I am happy to have got this opportunity. And if these messages mean anything to even a single individual, I'll be really elated that it helps that person to grow and nurture as a leader. Well, thank you so much, Sangeeta, for the insightful session. And the four words I'm taking away from this conversation are resilience, agility, humanity, and honesty. Thanks again and have a good one. Bye-bye.